Hey everybody, welcome to the Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Tony McQueen. And on this podcast, we like to talk about doing things at a professional level while not being your full-time job. For me, I'm a mechanical engineer while training to make the Haitian national team for track and field. For you, that can mean anything, you know, training for a marathon, uh, making music, woodworking, being a personal trainer, whatever it is that you're trying to do on the side to grow yourself and better yourself, that's, we're all in that same boat and we can all help each other grow. So let's get into it. On today's episode, I actually got to sit down and chat with um, an old high school teammate of mine, Rachel Belmont. Uh, she is now currently a ultra marathoner, marathon runner, um, and skydiver, and all these crazy things, while also still going through a accelerated nursing program. So it's really cool to hear how she's balancing all those different things, how she's training for upcoming events. You know, uh, doing uh, Mount Everest ultra marathon, which I find absolutely astonishing. And we talk about some of the highs and lows that she's gone through in her career, how she ended up getting to this this point of doing these crazy events, these 24-hour runs, 100-mile runs. Um, going from someone that was supposed to be running track and field in college and that not happening to where she's at now. So it's a really interesting story and, and it was a real fun chat and sit down and talk with her. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the new episode of the Proish Podcast. And I have my guest here, Rachel Belmont, who I went to high school with. We both ran track for Oberts High School and she is now an ultra runner, ultra marathoner, a nursing student, and doing uh, so much more skydiving, but she can definitely tell you a little bit more about that. Uh, hey, Rachel, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to everybody on the podcast and just uh, tell us a little about yourself. Sure thing. Um, thanks again for having me, Anthony. Um, this is really awesome that you're doing this. Um, hey, everyone. Nice to meet you guys. Um, just a little bit, bit about myself. I'm a nursing student right now at Rutgers. Um, <clears throat> just finishing up in a couple of weeks, actually. So home stretch. Really excited. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, like uh, Anthony mentioned, I love running ultra marathons. Um, one of my you know, favorite parts about that is just meeting really rad people um, and you know traveling around the world too. Sometimes to do this. Um, actually, next month I'm heading to Nepal. Um, to take on the Mount Everest ultra marathon, which we'll oh talk more about. Um, but that's <laughs> been a huge goal of mine too, uh, over the past year and a half. So yeah, I'm just really excited to talk about this all tonight. <clears throat> um, at one point you're also trying to do, what is it a, a marathon on every continent, right? If I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I kind of set this uh, goal a couple years ago when I like first started marathon running. Um, I wanted to do a marathon or ultra marathon on every continent. Um, love to travel, love to run. Figured might as well combine both of them and uh, yeah, turn it into a goal of mine. So I actually I have three more to go, um, but <laughs> I'm that's a goal that I'm putting on hold for a bit right now. Um, just okay. like a lot of other things uh, that I want to do first, but yeah. Um, I think it's just such a cool way to see the world, uh, and, you know, again, meet really interesting people and just run in a super exotic, amazing place and feel like you're actually accomplishing something. Um, yeah. while you're on vacation in a way too, a runcation, I think <sighs> you could say, but, um, all right, that's runcation. <laughs> um, what would you say, uh, how, do, how would you say that you like manage, you, you know, manage your time now, especially, you know, as a nurse student and training and I, you know, I see on your Instagram, you're getting these hundred, hundred mile per week, uh, you know, runs and everything. And like, how, how are you managing that? Um, it's definitely been tough. Um, but time management is something that, um, is definitely a skill that's been developed a lot over the past year. Uh, more so this semester. Um, I actually have a planner. I used to make fun of planners like all the time. Now I swear by it. Um, use it to just like map out everything I have going on for the next few months, whether that be work, training, school, projects. Um, for me, this semester at least, I'm just a really big proponent of getting things out of the way early. Like just the other day, I was okay. knocking out assignments that aren't due for like another you know couple weeks. Just so I, you know, don't have to think about it. Um, I think that's like really important with me, especially as I do have a lot of other stuff going on, like training and work and yep. school. So just staying ahead of the game. 
Um, as far as school goes this semester, this semester is definitely my lightest load semester. It's probably the complete polar opposite of last semester, uh, which was all right. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm, <laughs> I'm not complaining, but um, it's hard in another way in other ways just because I'm doing a lot more on top of school now. Like last okay. semester, I was just focusing on school um, because my classes are really hard. Um, and this semester, you know, the classes are a lot easier. The light, the load is a lot lighter, but now I'm doing a lot more. So um, in addition to classes, like all my classes this semester, thankfully, um, are every Tuesday. So all the classes are, you know, just gotten out of the way in a one shot. Uh, so that's, that's good. good. Yeah. And then I have uh, two clinical days. So clinical, it's basically when you go to a hospital, um, you get experience, you shadow another yep. nurse. You're not getting paid though. And that's like probably, you know, um, the toughest part is <sighs> you are driving, you know, at least for me this semester, I'm driving so far away um, every Saturday to Valley Hospital in Ridgewood, which is like okay. a mile drive each way. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I have like my Saturday, um, Saturdays are really busy. Fridays, I have my other um, clinical, my community health clinical. Um, we're kind of at different sites every week. A lot of the time you've been on Zoom though this semester, so that has helped okay. a lot. But then last week we were in Newark for nine hours giving out vaccines to people. So um, yeah, it uh, was a busy week. So then that's, that's three days um, just, you know, related to school stuff. And then I work two days in addition to that. Um, I work per diem as a CNA at St. Peter's hospital, working on okay. COVID units and oncology units. Um, super busy, always on my feet. But um, for me, I've kind of found a work schedule that works um, for me. Like my job is per diem. So I'm able to make up my own schedule in advance, which is okay. awesome. Yeah. So I get to choose all the shifts. And, um, for me, I figure, okay, if I have like one day just committed to classes, two days committed to clinical, two days committed to work, and then two other days during the week, just committed to myself where, you know, I could get stuff done. I can, you know, knock out assignments. I can get in some, you know, solid training days, you know, catch up on some sleep. Okay, yeah. It's a good, healthy balance. Um, and I'm able, able to, you know, make it work that way um without i would say overdoing it um and burning myself out so so something i've noticed with um i guess with the past guests that i've had here that we've all had like a similar mentality of like we kind of operate best i guess kind of under a heavy workload um do you find like that you like i when i have less on my plate and i'm kind of have too much free time essentially i end up procrastinating on other things end up not doing especially when i was in school and, and running and everything do you find that you operate like similar to that too um i don't know if this is like i guess kind of like for people like us if that's a similar mindset like we all end up having oh yeah absolutely i definitely operate better i would say um when i have a heavier load uh, when i'm under pressure it just like it Having school, um, having nursing school going on, uh, you know, and having to be so disciplined, um, you know, in that area of my life just kind of channels over to other areas of my life and makes okay. me disciplined, especially with my training, um, you know, because it's like one thing leads to another, like, you know, you're either disciplined or not. Um, and nursing school, I would say, really um, changed my life in the sense that, you know, the year leading up to it, I, I was just working. I don't really know what I was doing. I was like, yeah, um, the whole year was just kind of, was kind of like in limbo. Can't really put my like, um, finger on it. But this year, like once I started nursing school, like I really cracked down. It okay. really just, um, it made me like, you know, find myself again. Um, I've always been a disciplined person, but I feel like I kind of lost um that discipline mentality uh that year like before nursing school started i kind of just started to like wander and um yeah like nursing school just kind of helped me like crack down again and you know i was okay. just so busy with like studying in school and you know um just focusing on the important things and you know that led me to just focus more on running too because you know it made me like internalize like what's important in my life and what's not um you know what's a waste? What, what do I want to, you know, work on right now so I can be the best version of myself a year from now? Um, 
you know, yeah, just kind of, it, it, it inspired me honestly to work harder. Um, as an athlete too, I mean, nursing school is no joke. It's still the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, it breaks you down and then yeah. And it, it gives you a lot of confidence too. And that's another thing too, that's helped me a lot with running. Um, cause I was not confident at all starting nursing school. Really? No, okay. no. Um, honestly, I didn't even start to develop like, you know, confidence until the end of last semester. I honestly didn't even think I really belonged in this program until I passed last semester, to be honest. Like, okay, wow. Probably a huge part of that was due to the fact that we didn't get as much clinical time. And, you know, I'm someone that has to learn like hands on. Um, and this semester, I've, it's been great. Like, I love, love my clinical group. I've done so much, um, you know, learned so many hands on skills. Um, my job too has helped me get a lot more comfortable in the hospital setting and I'm fine, you know? Um, but this past year it was just, it, you know, it was, it was tough. And I, a part of me didn't even think that I'd get this far. I really thought I would fail out last semester and I almost did. Yeah. I, I, uh, just remember studying so hard for this one class, like literally in my room, 12 hours a day. Um, just studying, maybe running like 20 to 30 miles a week wasn't working. You know, it was literally just studying. That's it. Nothing but school, school, study, study, yeah, study. I, yeah. I deactivated my social media accounts, totally went ghost. Um, and but you, you did what you had to do in order to, to get through that though. I did. I did. Um, and literally even after doing all that, I just passed, um, with a C plus and you get lower than a C plus in this program. You fail, um, which is really intense. And it's hard and it's scary. Yeah, I, and I remember that for, for just, just, just getting my master's, which was only two years and not nowhere near yeah. as much work as this. And even, even with that, like I was taking, like uh, I took classes that I, I didn't feel like fully prepared for with my undergraduate degree. And I just, yeah, there, there were a couple where I just kind of squeaked by with just a C plus and it was like, Oh, a few points lower. And that was an F. It was like, Oh, got to take another class. I'm stuck here for a little longer. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I put my hat off to you too. Like it's scary, um, you know, um, because you want to succeed. Um, and definitely failure is, it's terrifying, it's terrifying. But what I've learned from both running and from nursing school, and it's, you know, I think it's like so crazy. Like looking back on this past year and just seeing how like both of those things intertwined is that you have to put yourself on a high pedestal you know, um, sometimes even in front of like a large crowd of people, even, you know, putting it out there. Yeah. That you're going to be taking on something super wild and crazy and yeah, coming off, you know, as crazy to people. Um, if you really want to, um, be successful, like how do people do it? Right. Like how do people who have like, you know, a crazy idea, um, that makes, you know, billions of dollars do it. Like you're you're only crazy till you get it right exactly exactly and people there are going to be people who you know make fun of you and doubt you in the beginning and are like what like what is this person doing like what do they say that they're going to do um you know and that's okay like you have to learn to become numb to that because yeah. in 20 years from now like i watch a lot of like gary v videos on instagram and watch a lot of okay. um, yeah like just motivational videos and i'm like you know I was talking about just like not being afraid to fail, not being afraid to risk it, you know? Um, I mean, even, even something as small as like this, this podcast, which is like, which was absolutely terrifying. The thought I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool to chat. And then I, I got the microphone and I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, oh gosh, this is the most awkward thing in the world. And like, it's, it's, I, which was something that I found really surprising after all this, I'm actually better at, speaking in meetings at my job at my at my job as an engineer i don't like i'm i'm i get less like i guess even stage fright even on the even on phone meetings i would be pretty bad like uh when it's you know my turn to talk especially like you know first year engineering you're really trying to show people that you know what you're talking about like and and this has helped with that so like that's always like it's surprising when you put yourself out there how much it bleeds into other things and how much it helps you out overall that's really awesome. And, you know, I can imagine too, like starting a podcast is really daunting. Like, especially, um, if it's like, <laughs> if you find it, you know, tough to like talk around people and, you know, 
initiate things with people like but it's like you know um it's cool like how it helps you build your confidence and yeah channels into other areas of your life you know you become confident in like one area it's like okay you know i'm I'm becoming pretty good at this you know why can i be confident in something else now so no definitely that's cool So, um, what, what got you into, you know, running marathons? I, I, I do remember, you know, seeing that you had gotten hurt. I, was it there going into, into college, right, right before, uh, like, cause I had graduated before, before you, I graduated high school before you did. Yeah. So like, I wasn't like around for all of that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty wild, Anthony. So, um, I remember being in my gym class, uh, senior year, I was playing basketball, went for a layup, craziest thing happened, my knee um, like popped. I, it was like the weirdest feeling. I'm like, you know, um, <clears throat> like what just happened? My knee literally just popped. And I remember walking around the rest of the day, like shaking out my knee. I'm like, you know, I don't, this doesn't feel right. Um, and I actually like ran at practice later. Um, hate to say it. That was like one of the last times that I ran for a while. Um, because the next okay. day, I was sitting in AP bio class. I'll never forget this. And same thing, like my knee still felt like really weird. I'm like, you know, still feels weird from like, you know, uh, going for that layup yesterday and popping it. I was, you know, just turning it around and playing with it. And then I moved it the wrong way and it locked. And I just, I felt like a really large, like crunch slash pop. I can't really put my finger on it. I just remember being in the most physical pain I've ever been in, literally like screaming and having to be wheeled um, to the nurse's office um, in a wheelchair. Um, got an MRI a couple days later, found out I had a torn ACL meniscus, literally from a total non-running related accident. Um, and it was heartbreaking because I literally spent that, you know, my entire high school career, you know, working hard to get a scholarship, get onto a really good team. You know, I wasn't naturally talented or anything freshman year. Um, I worked my way. I was, you know, one of those kids who worked my way from, you know, almost, you know, breaking like six in the mile to breaking five minutes in the mile by junior year. Like, you know, um, I just, I worked so hard and sacrificed, you know, a lot to get to that point. And it was heartbreaking because I just signed to run for the university of Florida. You know, it was the best track team in the nation. Like, you know, um, I didn't get a very big uh, scholarship, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, as I was uh, going on, uh, what you would call it, one of the best teams in the nation, but I didn't care. Like, I was just excited to be a part of, you know, um, such an awesome team. And, you know, I wanted to yeah, get cause I remember you were, I remember you were like, you know, your junior year, my senior year, I remember you were, you were crushing it at that point. Like when I, when I left, like you were absolutely like killing it at that point too. Yeah. You know, um, it was like, Anthony, it was, you know, I felt like the peak of my career and I just, I didn't even, I didn't even care like about scholarship money or anything. I just was so happy that I was a recruited athlete, you know, on this team, like, you know, I'm going to be, you know, amongst all these amazing girls and I didn't want to be the best person on the team. I, I wanted to be like, want like you know a number eight or ten on the team and have to work myself up you know i I wanted to you know get better like you know um and it was just it was hard you know i was 17 um and now learning that i had to get acl meniscus surgery literally after signing to run for my dream team and it was tough um it was tough but you know i had a lot of people support me thankfully and i was able to get back um to running like six months later i also went to florida over the summer to get a head start on training um did a lot of like weightlifting um got you know super fit then two weeks back into running again um six months later it was september of 2014 my knee started to hurt again and i'm like oh no like i literally just spent all this time to you know get back to running again you know, what's going on and keeps bothering me. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go in for an MRI, go in for an MRI diagnosed with a rare Cyclops lesion, which is built up uh, scar tissue for post-op ACL patients. It's, 
rare. It literally happens in like 5% of ACL, like ACL patients. Um, it was so rare that they actually did a case study on me about it. Yeah. So, um, pretty cool. Right. Um, not, well, wasn't cool at the time, but, um, anyways, it, it was cool for their research, but like, yeah, not, not cool. cool at, the time. at the time it's like, yeah. 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 Um, but I just remember that really Anthony knocked me to a whole new low. I mean, I was at the time 18 now. I just spent six months getting back from this major knee surgery to run again. Now learned I had to get another knee surgery. I thought I was never going to run again. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally 18. I've had two knee surgeries in the past year, you know, from non from a non running related freak accident. Like it's like the universe literally like, you know, trying to curse me or something. And it's just that whole semester just kind of went downhill. Um, I ended up having to medically withdraw midway through. Um, in November, I just didn't want to run again. Like I literally wanted to quit running forever. Um, I just remember being super depressed and yeah, just being in a really dark place, to be honest. And I came home, took off of running like school for a year. Um, I transferred to Monmouth University following fall in 2015 um so took off like a whole year from school okay and it wasn't until april of 2015 so i left florida november 2014 started running again i would say um april 2015 um just you know a couple miles a day and i started to kind of like get my mojo back and i was like all right like you know I, i'm sick of being at rock bottom there's literally nowhere i can go but up you know, I think I just, <laughs> at that point, I like, I felt like I stared, you know, fear in the eye just all the time. And, you know, all I knew was misery and suffering. I mean, it's, and It's hard for, yeah. for people to pull themselves out of a hole like that. Like, I 100% commend you for pulling yourself out of a hole like that in, in that situation with everything that you had been through up to that point. Like, there are definitely people that would not have been able to pull themselves out of that, but you know, you're just mentally yeah, tough and you just were able to kind of get through that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, um, I really appreciate that. And I, I mean, for me, I've, I've always been just really like, you know, motivated person, I would say, um, just really passionate about things that I invest my time in and, you know, for me, I was just, I was just done being miserable. I'm like, okay, like, listen, I, I know, I know, you know, I literally medically withdrew from my dream school. I had two surgeries in the past year. I've literally run maybe like five times in the past year because of that. But I gotta, I gotta try something because this, this life is not suiting me. I was just like working um, at the time at like, I was literally working at like Panera at the time and just like doing like nothing else you know, with my life really. Um, okay. and I was like, I need, you know, I need, I need to do something more, you know, I, I need to start running again. I know it sounds crazy, you know, I mean, I literally just went through a pretty traumatic year, but you got to try something, you know, yeah. can't stay down here. Forever. Just got to try one. I got to try one more time. So, yeah. um, I had always wanted to run the New York city marathon is a really big bucket list goal of mine. Um, since literally before I can walk, um, I grew up in Brooklyn. So I used to watch, um, you know, the New York city marathon runners like run by and everything. And yeah. Um, I heard about this charity called team for kids, which allows you to run the New York city marathon. If you fundraise, um, for them and the charity is so cool. All the money raised goes towards kids. Um, in um kids to, towards kids throughout the nation um to have community-based running programs so it goes towards their race fees their That's awesome. uniforms their shoes yeah it's such a cool charity it's actually like um like the main highlighted charity too um, of the new york city Mar um new york city marathon um and you know i heard about it for a while and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, you know, the marathons in like what, um, five, six months. Obviously, it's too late to get in through the lottery or, you know, through another way. But I can get in, you know, through running for this charity and fundraising money. Um, and then, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, 
oh, it's going to be hard, like, to come up with this money. <laughs> Number one, you know, to fund, like, to fundraise, uh, it was like $2,600 to fundraise for Team for Kids. And then two, you know, to just complete this marathon, you know, injury free. Yeah, I, again, was coming off of two knee surgeries, but I just didn't care. And like, starting I just running five, six months out, that's, that's, yeah. I did literally after not running for a year and <laughs> and having two surgeries on my knee. Yeah, it 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 sounded like such a stupid, crazy idea. But again, I was at such a low, and for me, um, at risk. That risk um, was what I needed to just get myself back on my feet and start feeling like Rachel again. Um, and okay. I, yeah, so I decided to commit to fundraising for Team for Kids. Um, it was awesome. I met up in the city like every Saturday um, <clears throat> with my teammates. We ran all over the city, crossed the Brooklyn Bridge, um, literally wow. everywhere. Um, and I made so many amazing friends. Uh, like these people are literally my family now. Like That's there's awesome. still some of my greatest friends to this day. Actually, I was supposed to get lunch with um, one of um my team for kids teammates last week. Um, but I couldn't, we keep in touch though, like all the time. And then another team for kids teammate of mine, the two of us went to Tunisia actually two years ago to run a marathon. So that I'll get to later, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, oh my God, I built so many amazing relationships, uh, through this charity and I ended up successfully finishing the marathon too. No injuries, no problems. Awesome. And I did it. And to raise the money, um, to, uh, I actually, I don't really tell a lot of people like this cause I, I don't know, I feel like weird about it. Um, but I ended up like really not even being able to fundraise, um, that money. I actually, again, like I mentioned before, I was working a job at mm -hmm. Panera at the time and I ended up like pretty much just giving my whole paycheck um <laughs> to the charity just because i really wanted to run the new york city marathon um, hey man you gotta do what you gotta I just, do i just didn't care i was like you know what i'm gonna run this marathon at any no cost matter what. And, <laughs> literally any, any cost. cost literally yeah and you know what and the money was going towards something really you know amazing with you know the purpose and um i knew that i was truly making a difference and Nothing but good karma, I feel like, has come back to me after that, uh, because just running that marathon with Team for Kids in 2015 changed my life. That okay. That is like the race that I remember the most. Because of that race, I've, you know, I feel like I've experienced so much success in other races, and I've met so many other amazing people, and, you know, I might not even be running ultra marathons. If it, you, you got uh, that, like, yeah. that built your confidence to be back. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's exactly. quote unquote cool that that wasn't the path that you were, you know, thinking that you would get there when you were going to, you know, one day run a marathon when you were a kid or when you were in high school, you're like, you know, one day I want to run a marathon. That is, I'm, that's probably, that's definitely not the path that you thought it was going to be. And it's just like how it ended up. And, you know, obviously with all the hardships and adversities, now you've made such amazing friends and such amazing experiences out of it afterwards, which, you know, and, and for who knows it, how different it would have been if things worked out differently, which is, you know, always crazy to say and think, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's weird. It's true. I think about that all the time, honestly, like, you know, how different my life would have been if I didn't get injured. Um, we wouldn't be on this podcast probably. Um, I wouldn't be running ultra marathons. I don't even know like what I'd be doing to be honest. So I'm just trusting that, I'm here because I'm meant to be and yep. So, but that's, that's I mean, that's that, awesome. Yeah. I've, I, I can't say that I've been to, to anywhere near lows like that, but like, you know, I've come back from smaller adversities, but nothing like that. So like, I know, um, was it senior year that, uh, I, I don't like to mention names on the podcast of, of some of our coaches on high school. If, if, but one of the coaches that are one of the jump coaches, had after sectionals and I raced poorly, he had told me that I should be ashamed of myself. But I had mentioned that in one of my first podcasts. So, yeah. So, um, I, cause I was supposed, I was quote unquote supposed to get fourth in sectionals to make it to groups and, and meet the champs and everything. And it was a bad day and I ran poorly. I like just missed placing 
And first thing he says to me after I, I come off the track was I should be ashamed of myself. So at that point, I was already walk, decided on walking on to URI. Um, and just that, cause I, I didn't get any scholarships for school or anything like that. And that was the only school where the coach actually got back to me about running and just trying out and everything. Um, but I spent the rest of the weekend just saying I'm done with track for good. Like I was absolutely not having any more of it. And the only reason that I'm probably that I ended up running track in college and kept going was because I had to keep practicing for the four by four. So because I had to keep going to practice and surrounded by people that I enjoyed being around and just saying that, no, I still love track. I'm not going to let this person ruin it for me. Like I, I, I just changed my mind and decided to keep walking on. Wow. I'm, I'm really sorry that you, you know, went through that experience. Um, geez, back in high school. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Like no one should ever be made to feel like they're not good enough. Like we all have bad days. We all fall down. I mean, I mean, especially a high schooler with the mentality that you have as a high schooler, like when you're still like kind of deciding who you, who you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I guess the second big one was actually my freshman year of college when, um, I ended up doing very poorly freshman year, ended up being on probation for academics. Um, and my coach, uh, suggested that I quit. Cause he wasn't like, he didn't, I got, I got past the initial cuts and I was on the team and, and just with school going the direction it was going and me not being a top performer, it was suggested that I quit. So, but I took that and just said, you know, I probably sulked the entire day after that and then just showed up on practice on Monday anyway, and then proceeded to, you know, get a three, five, the next semester, get back in the good standings. Um, and then the, that summer, that summer, I ended up having foot surgery. But the following year, right after my foot surgery, I ended up making it on the team. My first um, 400 hurdle race after my foot surgery and after being told to quit the year before and everything. So, again, just not giving up wow. and, and stuff like that. So that's definitely something that's good to see that a lot of other people, you know, are able to face through their adversities, no matter how hard. And, you know, yours was very trying. And it's good to see that you made it out of that a stronger person, yeah. essentially. Yeah, no, same, same to you, too respect that's it's awesome so all right so tell me more about this 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 mount everest ultra because i it one it's cold and i don't do cold two it's an ultra marathon and i don't do more than like four miles at a time ever as a sprinter so like it's it's really interesting to see especially with all the 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 gear that i've seen you use on on instagram with you know training for the altitude and Whatever yeah. that thing is that you have to 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 put over you to sleep to get adjusted for sleeping at altitude, like that's yeah, that yeah. thing. I don't even know. <laughs> oh yeah. Um oh boy. Uh yeah, that's a that's a long story. So um the Mount Everest Ultra Marathon, uh, like I said before, I really love traveling all over the world, um, you know, to do these races. I think it's super fun way to meet people and, you know, take on a really big goal, uh, while also seeing a really, you know, exotic, epic place and Everest ultra marathon. It's been on my, uh, list of races I've wanted to do for years now. Um, literally like the top race I've wanted to run for a while. It's just been a matter of, you know, time and money, um, just because it is a three week commitment, um, because you're first have to fly into Kathmandu in Nepal. And then from Kathmandu, you have to fly into Lukla, the world's most dangerous airport. From there, you're hiking two weeks to get to base camp. Yeah. At 17,500 feet from base camp, you're running an ultra marathon from 17,500 feet down to Namche, uh, which is around like 11,000 feet. So it's an epic adventure. Um, and I've just been obsessed with Everest for years. And um, this race, it's also the highest foot race in the world, um, just because it starts from base camp. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's been such a dream of mine to do. Um, especially since 2019, I would say, um, I read this okay. business insider article about this woman, um, Vivian Lee, super amazing athlete. She became the first American woman to finish it two years ago and it went viral. 
And I was just so inspired by that. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, she became the first American woman, you know, um, how about the youngest woman to do this? Like, you know, are there even women really running this race? You know, um, and I looked at the results and there haven't been many women overall who've done it. Um, there's a half, there's a marathon and an ultra marathon. The ultra marathon is a 60 K, but it's mostly dominated by Nepalese men. If you look at the okay. results every single year, it's, um, it doesn't attract many women. I think there's only like eight or nine total women who've ever done it. Um, and one American. And I reached out to my, to the tour operator and, I was basically like, hey, you know, um, who's the youngest woman to ever do this? And um, apparently it was a 26-year-old Nepalese woman. And okay. on race day, um, next month, I'm, you know, still going to be uh, 24. And, you know, I realized like, hey, um, you know, I've become not only now one of the fewest American women and women overall, but the youngest, like, how cool would that be, you know, to That'd represent, awesome. yeah, like a group of, you know, younger women doing this kind of thing, because I feel like with ultra running, especially, um, we need more women in the sport, you know, um, and especially younger women too. Um, I, I just think it's really important to yeah, just try to motivate other, you know, women around my age, especially too, to, to go out and, and try this and, you know, for people to see people like them doing these things. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. you know, I just, at least for me, I think just being in your 20s could be really hard. And um, like we were kind of talking about before with discipline, um, yeah. ultra running just gives me so much confidence and discipline and structure in a lot of areas of my life. Um, and I feel like if I didn't have it right now, um, I'd be lost. Okay, yeah, um, I feel And you. that kind of, yeah, goes into another reason why I started training for this thing too, like, in 2019, um, that year that I had off between school, because I graduated from Monmouth early, a year early, actually, um, in the summer of 2018. So I literally like was not in school for a year. I was just kind of working. Um, I was originally mm -hmm. supposed to go to PT school, actually, um, but then switched um, into wanting to go into nursing instead at the last minute, which is pretty crazy as well. Literally <laughs> having to deposit down and everything. Yeah, I was supposed to go to PT school start there in august did you did you post the i think you i think you posted the accepted letter on yeah on facebook for that and then later yeah, and i then saw I that like, i saw a yeah. different acceptance letter for nursing i was like wait yep. wasn't she going for something else it's like you know what yeah yeah you know um sometimes you have a change of heart it's pretty crazy too like you know i worked at pt clinics for years i had about two thousand hours of paid and unpaid experience and I had told myself I was going to be a PT since sophomore year of high school. And literally I worked my butt off taking all the classes I had to and applying to all these schools, going to all these interviews, just to rescind my acceptance letter um, three months before I was supposed to start. Because in my gut, Anthony, I just wasn't feeling it. And I was having a lot of anxiety over it. Honestly, I'm like, is this really what I want to go into? Um, and the answer was no, it, you know, nursing was on my mind a lot the past year. It, I just, I kept going back to it, you know? Um, and the reason I would say too, for that is because, you know, physical therapy, it's an awesome profession, but for me, I wanted something that was just more, I wanted nursing to me was more exciting in the sense that there's just you just see something new every day working at my job, yeah. at least right now. Like I see something new every day. There's just so many different specialties you could go into. Um, you could be a travel nurse. You could be a flight nurse. Um, you can literally work absolutely, you know, anywhere. Um, you could advance your career. That was a really big one too. You know, if you okay. want to ever become a nurse practitioner or, um, you know, get your master's like, and also the length of school too. I truthfully couldn't afford PT school. I don't know how people do it, but I couldn't afford to, you know, go into over $200,000 of debt. I mean, I've kind of played it safe a little bit. Um, you know, the past few years I commuted to Monmouth, had an academic scholarship. That, that's um, what PT school costs for some PT, of them. PT school, it was going to be $40,000 a year in tuition. That's three years of that. That's already $120,000 plus living expenses for each of those three years. Um, and for me, there was just so many other things I wanted to do with my life. 
Um, okay. So I, I just kind of had to make that decision literally last minute and just ask myself, like, can you, you really want this that bad that you're willing to go into that debt? And the answer was no, you know, um, okay. some people, if it's what they want to do, it's awesome. Go for it. But for me, it wasn't. And, um, also I just, I didn't want to go to school for that long. Um, I, you know, again, there's other things that I wanted to do with my life and this nursing program is really cool in the sense that it's accelerated. So yeah, it's super hardcore. You're doing everything in, you know, a fast amount of time, but you know, I literally started last January and I finished in a couple of weeks. So time yeah, flies in by. school forever. Yeah. Um, but, um, what I was basically saying before, um, I was kind of lost that year. Um, you know, after Mammoth and before nursing school started, I just kind of like fell off the track. Um, I started like I was still training hard. Like I, you know, ran my first hundred mile race that year. Um, that was a huge milestone for me. But at the same was that time, the Key West just, one, yeah, the Florida Keys. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Seeing, seeing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred miles from Key Largo to Key West. Um, <laughs> that was oh my god, that was another race I'll never forget. Um, mostly because I literally spent about few hours in a medical tent after just recovering from heat stroke <laughs> um <laughs> but that was an awesome first experience good character builder i have to say um this all but, sounds like good character builder you know that's how that's how you gotta look at it you know um you know, it, it has to be hard if it's not hard then i don't want to do it you know yeah I, no i, I feel you on that something yeah like um but yeah, I basically that year off that I had, like I was still training hard, you know, and I was still all into running and everything, ran my first hundred mile race. But at the same time, like I was trying to live like two different lives. I feel like, you know, like I'd be training super hard, but then I'd be like going out every single weekend and drinking a bunch and eating like crap. And, you know, I was spending my time around yep. no friends, like people who weren't very disciplined, you know, I got into a relationship that year, you know, with, uh, just saying, you know, a person I would never see myself dating, um, who's, you know, cheating on me too, the whole time. Uh, and I just, yeah, like literally felt like I was in like la la land <laughs> that whole year. Um, I just, my standards were dead. Uh, my discipline was dead. And, um, I just remember ending 2019 in shambles, you know, finding oh, wow. out yeah like i was wasting that whole year I was being cheated on and you know manipulated and you know i just again had like no discipline i was just i kind of just had to like take myself out of this super toxic environment and just mm -hmm. put myself into a more positive one you know and i didn't want to become a victim of my life i didn't want to be that person who's like oh you know this happened to me and yeah, now I'm going to be all, you know, depressed and miserable and not do anything to change it. Like yep. I had to take responsibility for my life and be like, no, like you, you know, deserve better. Like you need to do everything you can to improve your life and make it so that, you know, you attract the right people and yeah. you surround yourself with yeah. the right people. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, I raised my standards. I started nursing school, became a whole lot more disciplined. Um, you know, my confidence started to come back. Um, and I just, I just started focusing on what was important and that's, taking control that's of my life. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to be that person in 10 years who just never changed at all and just continued to, you know, be around the wrong people and just get into these situations. Not that, you know, situation like that is ever, you know, anyone like my, you know, fault, but like do whatever I can to just put myself um, in the best position. In better situation. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'd say that even, even like, even this podcast wouldn't, wouldn't be here without the, the, the same people, the circle that I surround myself with. Cause all, all the people that I surround myself with, they're, they're the ones that are trying to do these big things. Like my friend that's doing music and, and he's like, you know, one of my best friends from college and everything. And, and he's like my brother at this point and just seeing him, constantly working so hard during school and undergrad and grad school too while getting his master's and still you know i'm always seeing him in the recording booth always constantly getting better and everything and and always you know striving to put his best out those are the kind of people that you like want to surround yourself because that gives you you give out that same energy you know exactly anthony exactly and um 
yeah, like for me too, um, I'm also just really inspired, like, yeah, like, you know, by David Goggins, people like that, um, who just are all about that, you know, taking control of your life. I mean, he was literally at my age, overweight and, you know, wasn't a runner. And now he's just one of the toughest people out there and he's unbreakable. And I look at him as an inspiration, like someone like that can do it. So can I, you know? So at the time, yeah, I was like in terrible physical shape. Um, just getting out of a super horrible year, a toxic relationship. And, you know, um, I was like, all right, I'm about to start nursing school. Um, I really need to stay focused. I cannot let all this other stuff distract me, you know, from the path that I'm meant to take. And at the time, um, before I started school, it was like the end of December. Um, <laughs> I announced that I was going to take on the Mount Everest ultra marathon, um, yep. simultaneously while doing this program. And this was like a year and a half out. Like this was in December of like 2019. <clears throat> I basically like announced that I was going to do this race. Such a rock bottom. And I was like, I cannot, I cannot, you know, continue to live like this. Like I remember not being able to eat or sleep for days. And I'm like, no, like, you know, I need to set a goal like so big. It's going to help me focus and power through this next year, what I'm going to need it most. Oh, you, because you set a I big was, goal. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, in, I was so intimidated to start nursing school. And now after everything else that, you know, happened to me too, like that year, it just, it threw me off. And yep. I was, I lost my focus. I was all over the place. And again, I was like just super depressed and miserable. And I'm like, you, you need, you just, you really need, you know, to focus and get through this next year. Um, you know, and keep your blinders on, put your head down. And, um, yeah, Everest came to my mind because again, like I've wanted to do this race forever. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been just such a huge goal of mine. I read about it in a Red Bull article. I read about Vivian, you know, accomplishing that amazing feat in 2019. And I was just like, you know what, why don't I train for this race throughout nursing school, you know, it'll help me stay focused. It'll help me stay motivated. Kind of like what we were talking about before, like, mm-hmm. you know, running, staying disciplined with school, channeling into running and vice versa. And I run this race after my program ends. You know, I, I actually, I remember like, I'll never forget this. I looked at the calendar for Rutgers, um, a year in advance just to make sure that like the dates lined up and they did. Yep. And I'm like, what else would I get the chance to go to Mount Everest take three weeks off to go run an ultra marathon um never right after you know, no job. Cool, never so yeah no no job would allow you to do that you know um especially your first year working i'm like literally like that would be like the best way to celebrate not only finishing school but just getting through all the other you know crap that i've been through that you know i might encounter this next year it's toll i mean the race itself is a journey but i feel like the year and a half leading up to this, to this moment has been the biggest journey, journey, you know, the biggest climb itself. And part of me, Anthony didn't even, you know, know if I would be able to do it. Like I was literally setting two crazy goals simultaneously, you know, taking on an accelerated nursing program. Sometimes, sometimes Um, you need that that, though. You do. Again, I was at such a low. I'm just like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to risk it all. Like, I can't, I can't go any lower than rock bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, train for this race while simultaneously, you know, putting myself through nursing school. Yeah. You know, some people thought I was crazy. I mean, I even had a social media account, mock my running goals too. Um, you know, yeah. Like wow. Wow. I, yeah, yeah. Literally like make memes of like my, um, running goals it was just it, these were like you know dudes and like they're you know older 30s doing this too so sad but anyways yeah no. um yeah like i went through a lot i went through a lot that year and you know it just gave me even more motivation you know to stay away from environments like that you know stay on the path yep. that i was meant to be on you know i felt so, like god was testing me and putting me through yeah that trial so so, well, now that you're at, at this point in, you know, in your life and in the, the journey that you're going through and, and you've, 
you know, surrounded yourself with more like-minded people, is you find it much easier to, to keep those blinders on and everything like that and 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 to stay focused while obviously, you know, still having fun because you still gotta live, you still gotta enjoy life, but like, you know, not going out and partying like a wild animal every single weekend like I like I used to in college. Like, you know, like I don't like I get I'm at the point now yeah. where I don't I don't know how we drank every weekend and still practice on Monday. Like I, I don't, I can't possibly think of like now I go, I go and have like two drinks and I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. Like we were like, it was ridiculous. I know. And yeah, like people literally still do that, you know, um, even, you know, way after college from what I've seen. I'm saving Um, money now. Yeah. Yeah. each their own but listen like there gets a it gets to a point like it you know you get to a point where you just got to grow up you know and focus on what's important like for me i'd rather spend a saturday sunday focusing on my training and studying and getting work done instead of literally like going out and having seven drinks and feeling horrible the next day because i've definitely been there um that's literally how i spent my new year's eve going into 2020 and i just remember being like <laughs> So sick and miserable, and you know, I'm like, I feel like New Year's what am I doing? Exception. <laughs> you gotta have those exceptions. There, are, there are of course, those exceptions. You know, like a birthday, New Year's Eve. Like there, there, there are times when I'll, I'll, you know, let that happen. But like, they're nowhere near as often, and there's still nowhere near as many drinks because it just doesn't, it doesn't take that many. And I'm old now. I'm, 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 you know, four years closer to thirty. Like this hurts. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, Anthony, I really, I feel like this past year, I just took my health like into my own hands and I just started like, you know, just staying disciplined, um, and stop trying to lead like two different lives. Stop trying to, you know, please a million groups of people. Like, you know, um, this is the life that I want. I want to be an elite style athlete, you know, um, I want to be a nurse. I want to be successful and inspire people. And, you know, I really just had to revamp my whole life this year and it's, it's paid off tremendously. Um, you know, I, it's, it's brought me places and, you know, now I'm, I'm glad you're in a better place and I'm glad you're, you're, you know, doing such amazing things too. Thank you. You know, it just, it, it makes me truthfully just happy to see myself, here and I, I still can't quite believe it. Like I feel like I'm dreaming sometimes <laughs> because I'm like, you no, know, like literally, like so many times I thought like this is too good to be true. Like you're literally, you know, how are you? How are you going to do this? How are you going to, you know, train for Everest and throughout nursing school? And then COVID happened. COVID literally, you know, yep. because of COVID, everything got canceled. Like there's, <laughs> there's still like you know no still like not a lot of travel going on right now um i haven't raced in over like a year and a half because i i pulled my hamstring during indoor before covid finally got back was ready to go ready for the first meet of outdoor come march and then everything shut down so i have not raced since like january maybe december of 20 2019 maybe yeah it's been a long time since i've actually raced so I I feel that. It's tough. I can imagine for you too, you know, um, when running is such a big part of your life, like, you know, you lose that motivation because when you don't have running, when you don't have that glue that you feel like is holding everything else together, it's like, you know, but how am I, I feel supposed like to stay and During all this, you know, hard time to cope and everything, having, being able to just go and run also was like a huge difference. Even though like, I, I'm not going for super long runs, but just going and working out and having that, something to go do and I can do that and be socially distant at all times. And like, that was nice for me to have, like, no matter what, like I, I always have some form of running. Like I, I plan to run until I can't, like, it doesn't matter. I'll like, and then I'll just walk. <laughs> like, it, it does, like, it doesn't matter. I'm going until I'm old. That's yeah. See, that's such a great way to look at it. And that's what I love, you know, so much about running to, um, because you can do it anywhere. Like, even yep. if you're just doing it for you, even if you're not racing, like, who cares? You're just, you know, getting out there and doing something that is, you know, helping your health and, you know, making you mentally feel better too, a lot of the Always. time. And oh, yeah, no, yeah, just, just, just you know, 
go and practice just to clear my head or 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 to get out of a bad head get out of a head bad headspace just go and just do a workout and and that's always like it's nice to have because for that hour and a half or you know two hours that i'm practicing nothing else in the world matters like nothing else i don't have any i don't have any problems like nothing else is going on yeah no i i totally feel that um it's just the best stress relief too. Um, yep. I'm very thankful for it. But um, yeah, like again, I'm just I'm just so happy like to see myself in this spot. I mean, this year has just blessed me, you know, um, a ton. You know, I've met so many amazing people, um, gotten a lot of really awesome opportunities and sponsorships, and um. You know, with companies that I'm, you know, genuinely passionate about, like, you know, I did a really big fundraiser too, um, a year ago, um, to help out both my skydiving and my healthcare communities. And I feel like that, that gave the one me a on lot the of treadmill. Fun. That's <laughs> yes. yeah, that was the treadmill yes. run. Um, that my knees that hurt one, watching that. that one... <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that that gave me a lot of confidence honestly because that was another thing too um that was i didn't know if it was going to work i just wanted to try i mean i literally came up with this idea like a month and a half before i did it i didn't even have a treadmill at the time i literally ordered a treadmill off of amazon a month before and <laughs> oh said i was going to run 100 miles on it in a day you know cuz at the time I, I had done like a couple hundred mile races and um yeah, you know, was starting to get some ultra running experience, but I've never run more than like 15 miles on a treadmill. I just kind of had the confidence that, you know, there wouldn't be much of a difference. I'd just be on a conveyor belt um, with no scenery, essentially uh. for a day straight. Um, but other than that, like it would pretty much be the same thing. <laughs> um, and again, like just super crazy, especially because I was putting myself up on a giant pedestal, you know, with the chance that I would fail. You know, a lot of people too were donating to me. Um, a friend of mine and I, uh, raised over $6,000, uh, for liquid sky, famous skydiving suit company for anyone listening to this podcast, um, who hasn't heard of them. Um, they switched to making masks during the pandemic, um, to adapt to what was going on. So, what I did was I ran a hundred miles in a treadmill in a day to raise money to purchase these masks from liquid sky. And then I donated them to healthcare workers throughout the tri-state area. So. And that was awesome that you did. It, that was, it was such a crazy idea, especially like, again, because, you know, um, literally ordering the treadmill off of Amazon and saying I was going to run a hundred miles on it when I've literally run on a treadmill like five times in my life. And you know, I think the treadmill part was probably that. the sketchiest part, but I'm, the Amazon was the sketchiest part. The fact that you bought a treadmill on Amazon and you're lucky that it worked. <laughs> well, so I, it was actually a really nice treadmill too. It was like literally, <laughs> it was like a really nice treadmill. Um, but originally, so originally I was going to run outside. I was just going to do like a hundred miles around my neighborhood. You know, um, I was just yep. going to do like a loop or something, but friend of mine um gave me the idea of doing it on a treadmill because at the time you know we were under quarantine and i was a nursing student okay. and you know she was like you know listen like i think you'd be promoting an even better um you know idea if you were to be doing this on a treadmill because everyone is under quarantine right now and you know promoting a better essentially about, i should you know being inside yeah yeah Exactly. And also live streaming it was a genius idea because it, the engagement rates were so much higher, you know, more people yep. tuned in. It, it's just, it's more like exciting and kind of entertaining to watch. Like, wow, this, this crazy chick is literally running a hundred miles on a treadmill in her living room on a perfectly good weekend. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was successful. It was successful. And again, I'm just super thankful um, for the support I received. I literally had, you know, skydiving friends of mine um, from Dubai, like FaceTiming me in the middle of the night and <laughs> on the last mile. 
of uh, my run. It was so, so, so cool. Like, I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so again, like, one thing leads to another. That race, that run, <laughs> race, whatever you call it, um, gave me a ton of confidence. And I would say, like, after that, I started really, like, you know, trying to get more competitive and, you know, focusing a lot more on my fitness because, you know, my name was out there now and, yep. you know, more people rise on me. And I'm like, okay, if I, if I can do that, you know, um, who knows what else I can do. And I just trained really hard that summer. I started, you know, doing a bunch of continuous hundred mile weeks, kind of like similar to what I'm doing right now. And I signed up for a 24 hour race, um, this past October. So if anyone doesn't know a 24 hour race, you're literally, again, um, it's going to sound crazy, Insane. but you're running as it, many miles as possible around a one mile circle. Literally, you're literally running in circles oh for 24 hours oh. straight as many times as possible. There's, there's a whole world championship for this, um, world records, oh. everything. It's yeah. A concrete circle. Um, it's brutal. I mean, but- even I'll I'll call you insane for that one. It's it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but you, I mean to do to do what you do to do to to do any physical strain on your body and and you know really push yourself. You got to be a little crazy anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> the best kind. I actually um, every year I signed up for track. I was like, yo, I was like, why am I here? I go, oh, I did this to myself because that's really what it, <laughs> you, you you did it to yourself, like. <laughs> You, you, you go to that no, you, you no. go to the start line for the 24 hour you know run and you're just like oh, i did this to myself oh no d- definitely it's it's happened i asked myself the same question during it too in the middle of the night <laughs> i'm just like why am i here again <laughs> no but oh my gosh. the truth is i i really do enjoy it um it gives me a sense of purpose because i'm overcoming something really really hard you know and yeah, yeah. really hard is, is an understatement you're, you're just, you cause you're dealing with so many different things. You know, you're dealing with sleep deprivation, stomach issues, like, you know, weather. Like when I did this race in October, it was freezing in the middle of the night. I literally just remember being so cold and, um, running in circles and being delirious and just, you know, not being able to really eat. And oh <laughs> I'm like, why? I like, I'm like, I just saw that pole for like the hundredth time, you know, yep. I'm getting, like, when is it going to end? Like, when is the sun going to come up? <laughs> but anyways, Jeez. um, I ended up running 117 miles that race. And that gave me so, so much, you know, confidence again, because I'm like, wow, you know, that's actually, you know, getting somewhere, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer and yep. closer to, you know, the team USA standard. Um, you know, um, the goal of mine is to make that team. I'm actually, I really want to try to hit the sander this summer um, if I can. All it's right. a really big goal of mine. Yeah, it's 130 miles. After, um, after the Mount Everest trip and run. Yes, yes. So I'm doing another 24-hour race in July. Um, Hainesport, 24-hour in New Jersey. It's July 4th weekend. Um, How do your legs not hate you at this point? You know what? They get used to it. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, they just get used to it. It's fine. You get used to it. Um, no, but um, I've been running um, a ton of 100-mile weeks. Um, I ran like eight consecutive 100-mile um, weeks in a row last week. Last week, I just needed a little break. I was dealing with like a lot of other stuff going on, but okay. this week, I'm back to it and just really like focusing on building that base, not only for Everest, but for races like the 24-hour after that, um, you know, so I'm putting in all the work now and just hoping that it really pays off the rest of this year. You know, hopefully I can drop some more competitive times because as much as I love, you know, running for fun, like I think now, especially after this past year I've had, I really am trying to get more competitive again. You know, I I want to be on, you know, team USA one day. Um, I want to hit that standard. I want to, you know, break records and drop fast times. And I look forward uh, to seeing it though. Yeah. It's, 
the thing I love about ultra running, you know, Anthony too, is that there's just like so much you can go into, you know, um, you have 24 hour races, 48 hour races. Um, uh, uh, I want to do, actually, I plan on doing uh, one of those in November. So <laughs> that's a later right. year goal. Yeah. We'll be on the um, lookout but, for that too then. <laughs> but there's just, you could, you know, run all over the world. Like there's literally so much you can do. There's self, you know, supported races, literally yep. where you carry all your own like food and supplies from like start to finish. Um, there's just so many different kinds of races um, that it excites me for the next like 10, 20 years um, because I'm never right. going to get bored, you know? Um, and that's what I'm Always want. something new to try. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I didn't feel that way in high school. Like it was just literally the same distance all the time. And I just kind of like started to hate track and cross country unless I was doing well at it. You know, other than that, I felt like it was just pointless. Now I found my why, you know, now I do this because I love it. And yeah, you know, no, I, I want to be here. So. All right. So uh, one last thing before we, before we go. Um, so for your Mount Everest run, is there, are, if, are they giving you guys a tracker? Like can people let our, you know, follow you on Instagram and, and any of my followers that want to find out more information, will they be able to track your progress? Like what's, like, what should they just like, what's up with that? I actually, Anthony, I had someone else ask me that question today. I'm not sure. I don't think you can track. Okay. Um, I have to ask, actually, I'll email my tour operator tonight. Um, but I do know for a fact that I'm not going to have Wi-Fi for a couple of days. Yeah, um, figure that. <laughs> I will. I mean, I will like, I will like a little bit during the trek, like the tea houses that we're going to be staying in every night and have like Wi-Fi. Um, you have to like pay extra okay. for. So I'll try to like, you know, update people here and there. But then, you know, when I'm going to be camping out at base camp um, mm. for the couple days leading up to my race, not going to have Wi-Fi. Um, I don't think you can track. So honestly. I probably won't be posting anything until like, you know, at least like a day after the race. Um, All right. So, <laughs> um, I'm kind of probably be like a little MIA, um, a little MIA for a few days, but um, yeah, uh, I'll be posting right. it. Well, it'll be it'll be good to see the results. Um, so, um, for people listening, uh, what's uh, your Instagram handle again? So that way uh, people can follow and, and, and stay up to date with, you know, your Everest training and, you know, future races and runs that you go on. Sure. It's, um, sky runner. So it's, um, underscore sky R and R underscore. Perfect. Or perfect. Just Rachel so, yeah. Yep. So I'll, I'll also include those in the video description for everybody that's listening. So that way you guys can go ahead and give her a follow and, and show some love and, and just follow her journey as she continues going and training and stuff. So thank you so much again, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. It's been a real pleasure to chat with you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was a real good time to sit and chat with Rachel and catch up and really see what she's been up to since high school and, and really get an understanding of the struggle she's gone through and how she's overcome that. And it was a real big thing that I hope you guys can take something out of that. Feel free to go ahead and follow Rachel on her Instagram at underscore Skyrunner underscore. That's underscore S-K-Y-R-N-R underscore. Um, thank you again so much, Rachel, for joining me. That was a real awesome um, you guys can go ahead and, and like, comment, um, review, subscribe to this podcast overall, whatever it is that you, you feel to show your support. You can go over on the Instagram and, and like the post, share the post, let everybody know about this episode and let everybody know about the podcast and what we're doing here, trying to give more information to everybody, trying to better themselves overall. Uh, my Instagram again is lightning underscore McQueen. That's LTNG underscore McQueen. Uh, go ahead and follow me over there uh, to stay up to date on future episodes. See you later.